0: There's that music. I, I kind of really vibe with it. You picked it, it out. Actually, or the Sasha executive did, you, decision was made by old Sasha. I had nothing to I do with it. I gave her a couple of options. She said, let's go with this one. I like it. That music means it's playing it forward. Uh, that's Mike Sauter, the man that meant the legend, with his great 1999. dollars <laughs> Actually, $17. A, a $17 <laughs> Costco coat. I love this. Looking coat. good. It's great. And in my best solder rendition, I tried to wear something similar. It's, yeah. it's not the same, it's it's you know, but I'm trying. Yeah. But for 17 bucks, man, you're like the best deal going.
1: This is, this. I bought this coat uh, for, you know, football and stuff. It's waterproof, and windproof, and everything it was $17. Is it like, being, I got it. Is I it being built it.
0: like a stop sign proof? Does it weight you down? No. Pretty light. Well, you're still yeah. in trouble then. That wind <laughs> kicks up. It's a wrap. Wear it every day. <laughs> hey, fa- fantastic segment or episode this week for the pod. Couldn't wait. We almost were going to start with him. We were. And we're like, oh, boy. I don't know. We just don't <laughs> want to come all too heavy <laughs> early. Uh, but one of the really, really great guys, great stories, uh, Mr. Community, I think we'll go with president and CEO. Can we say president and CEO of KB Building Services? No longer president.
2: I'm just CEO. We named a president about three years ago. You didn't
0: want me? What Ah. happened? Where was was I when you needed a guy to run the business?
2: Uh, Well, I heard that opening music. I remember that from uh, South Beach, Miami. (laughs) (laughs) New New Year's Eve, 1996. Here we go. That that
0: voice is DJ Rezac. Um, Mr. Community, man, how are you?
2: Super good. Super good and getting better. Yeah, you know, we're pretty
0: excited just because... Playing It Forward is one of those, it's one of those podcasts, you know, where we stress community, we stress leadership, uh, real life personal stories, you know, kind of what can folks that listen glean, what are they, how can they eat the meat and spit out the bones, right? Like,
2: what applies, what doesn't,
0: like, who better than has a good story to tell than you?
2: Ooh, ouch. No pressure. No, it's good. I mean, because I'm still learning. I mean, I think that's the think that's part of the story and i think we'll we'll talk about that yeah there's i
0: mean you won't, we've only had deputy chief ken kanger we've <laughs> had dr lucas i
2: played against ken kanger <laughs> he's a prep guy i know when's the last time prep won a state football championship? here we go here i we just go. was wondering
0: <laughs> well, 60 be... seconds in we get a prep scud. <laughs> <What a> <laughs> Gonna, hey,
1: he's going to live off the, I, I told him this before, he's going to live <laughs> off this West Side State <laughs> Championship for the rest of his life.
0: Yeah, hey, he said, it, DJ, i you, it's, what have you done for me lately? Right,
2: right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: so how have you been doing, man? How were things with the pandemic, the family? Give us a little bit of your of of uh, your background with the fam before we get to the background. Yeah, super
2: good. So, uh, uh, married to Lisa, we've been married for, uh, Twenty-five years dated for sure? thirty-two. Are dated. you sure about that number? Well, yeah. <laughs> Here's the funny thing: we were on vacation. I did. I just found out like four years ago. We dated other people in college. I didn't. Know that. <laughs> Dom starts doing the math, and, and Lisa's telling him about a date party, and she, he's like, "Weren't you dating Dad then?" And she's like, "Well, I might have been on a break." <laughs> So after 32 years. Just a snapshot of what you're getting ready to get, I mean. So anyway, so yeah. No, family's great. Uh, Two sets of twins. We're going to talk about that. And like, uh, so Dom and Carly are 17 juniors at Westside. Anthony and Teddy are 15 identical twin boys. And And that's, uh, they are, they are
0: really, really, really close. Oh, they are identical. It's, it's like, I almost have to, I have to ask them a question sometimes to sort through because their personalities are total opposites
2: yeah well one's gonna be a lawyer and one's gonna need a lawyer <laughs> right that's probably about so, right it's a little different <laughs> and then we got vinny boy vinny's our eight-year-old uh big uh happy you know singleton and so we got five he Let's reminds
0: go. me of the baby in boss baby
2: uh, oh. i never saw boss baby yeah, but run, runs
0: the show runs yeah itty bitty runs the <laughs> show really smart
2: yeah Use a 16-year-old vocabulary. Yep, that, yeah. that,
0: would, that would be the guy, yeah. man. So, everyone's healthy,
2: everyone's happy. All right, Good. so it,
0: it, it's interesting, right, because I spend a lot of time around you, and I always leave after our conversations, and one of two things occurs to me. I either need to take some self-inventory and <laughs> yes. be better, yep. or how can I apply what we just talked about? Like, wow, that's rare for guys to have a conversation and have that kind of depth naturally. It kind of has just become who you are. Like,
2: where? Like, where did?
0: Where mm. did that start?
2: Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, it started with a ton of failure. Right. Um, and so I guess if we start talking about that journey, like I started Lazari's Pizza when I was 22 years old. Right. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I knew about pizza was how to eat it and how to order it. <laughs> and I thought I was going to make a million dollars. I right. honestly, I thought a million dollars. And then I realized um, 12,000 was a lot less than a million. <laughs> <laughs> right. I made $12,000. Buy you some year. pizzas. Yeah. Well, and, um, and so, taking that self-inventory, like, just realizing, like, oh, my gosh, like, this is this is hard. And um, I used to spend a lot of time, like, soul-searching, like, like, driving, trying to figure out how to run a business, how to be a man, you know, and... Uh, and your dad was a coach. Yeah, my dad was a coach, and I played sports, and I grew up, and, you know, so I had been around men my whole life, um, and... But I still was kind of like searching this question of like, what does it take to be a man? And so there was a ton of like, um, I was scared. You know, I used to say that all the time. I would go home, I would work, you know, 18 hours a day and then I'd go home and I'd cry because I didn't have any money. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh my God, this is, I'm going to be a failure, right? Or I want to quit or... Uh, I don't really have what it takes to get it done.
0: Some people will hear Lazari's Pizza, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I spent X amount of uh-huh. years going there in Lincoln. Or, You, you know, th- this was like the happening place. What? So that was kind of a misnomer that it wasn't – it was always the place to be, I think, for players and, yeah. and, and and a lot of the former athletes and stuff. It was the cool place to be. What was it like peeling back the layers?
2: Yeah, well, it it wasn't a – overnight success. Right. So, I mean, that was the hard part is you, you worked your butt off and, and busted it. And at the end of the day, you only had $12,000. And then it's like, what are you going to do? Like is, and my dad had given me a great lesson early. He was a business teacher at West and a coach. And he would say, figure out what you love to do and then find out how to make enough money to make yourself happy, whether that's $12,000 or whether that's $200,000 and i quickly found out like i wanted the drive for greatness i wanted to make more money mm-hmm. and so um, so maybe when you were at lazares was maybe like 4 or 5 years after and we had we had just we were grinders right and so i think that's what i learned along the way is you can work really hard like that's that's a number one component if you're going to be successful in life is you have to work really really hard and what I learned along the way was to to keep my eyes wide open and and have that thirst for learning. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I I had realized that I was 27 years old. I'm running, you know, I own a pizza place. It's really popular. And now I'm making more than twelve thousand dollars. I might be making like fifty thousand dollars. But um still I'm learning every single day. And I I talk about my growth at KB Building Services, never would have happened if I wouldn't have paid attention at lazari's and so a lot of times we have to learn we have to be aware of lessons that are coming our way
0: what happened what happened at lazari's that led to because this story is nuts right like what happened with lazari's where you're like oh gosh you know what i think i want to i think i want to clean buildings (laughs) (laughs) yeah what when did you become a Janet? Hey, I cook
1: and
2: I clean. I'm every woman's dream. Ask Sasha. She, I'm like, what? That guy cooks, he cleans. Up. You actually do. And now Lisa's like, bring a little of that work home with you. huh? Like, why don't you do something around here? Can you fold towels? Um, so, yeah. So, anyways, I got into the bar business and started um, – I just realized that if I was going to have a family, it was going to be really hard to be uh, every weekend. And I, and I wanted to have kids, and I wanted to coach them, and I wanted to be a part of a, uh, a bigger story. So I started transitioning to, you know, um, the younger managers that I had at Lazari's and the bar and the sidetrack and the downtown. And I sold my, my uh, uh, percentages of ownership to them. Which was awesome because I had the Bob Devaney rule. I called it the Bob Devaney rule. Mm-hmm. I could come down every Saturday for seven Saturdays a year and go behind the bar and do whatever I wanted. Right? <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like Bet having you. an office. Like, it was like Bob Devaney got an yeah. office at Nebraska. So I started it so I could stay there. Uh, but so the cleaning business, my mom and my aunt had started it when I when I was like 14 years old, and I think that was an important piece too to to see the model of behavior of how hard it takes to to own your own business. Um, and so I had grown up being part of the forced labor crew in the janitorial. You know, what are you doing? Meant this is what you're doing on Friday night. Like right. I, I had a vacuum in my hand a lot of times, um, and so I kind of grew up knowing that business and they were looking for some way to exit. And so I started um, exploring the option of what would it look like if I owned a janitorial company? And my wife was like, you know nothing about a janitorial. And I said, I knew nothing about pizza. Right. Right. And so, but I do know about people. And so when I, so, so this is where the story gets really kind of interesting. Right. So I buy the so, I come back, I sell the bars and restaurants, I buy KB Building Services, and I'm cruising along. And um, I just end up purchasing it from my mom and my aunt, right? Just right around the seven figure number. So, a fairly mm-hmm. big commitment for me. Mm-hmm. I'm still like 30 years old, 31 years old. Um, and uh, we get fired from our biggest customer six months into this, right? Mm-hmm. And Lisa had just uh given birth to Dom and Carly. So I have I have twin, fraternal twin, boy and girl. I just got I just made a million dollar purchase and then I just got fired from our biggest account, right? <laughs> and um like three months into it, I'm trying to plug away and plug away, and I'm losing about fifteen thousand dollars a month. And Lisa tells me, hey, uh I'm pregnant <laughs> mm. and my numbers are elevated again and I'm like oh. huh and I, I just I mean we sat in the the we sat in the parking lot at 90th and Dodge and cried for an hour because we mm. had two kids under the age of two she was pregnant with identical set of twins and my business was losing fifteen thousand dollars a month and she just announced she was quitting her job which she was a CFO of an IREAT company that she brought home about $10,000 a month. So within like a six month span. Hey, did you guys want to have it? Did you want to yeah, talk about yeah. it? Or, but within it did you, were you like, hey, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait? <laughs> well, and I'm thinking,
2: man, do we, I don't even remember getting in that bat. I mean, are mm-hmm. these my twins? Are you sure? <laughs> is, this, is this mine? Right. How do I. And so this is what I did. So guess what I did as a man.
1: Wow. I,
2: I ran. I hid. Oh, yeah. I, I cried. I drank like I was going to avoid at all costs, any wow. responsibility whatsoever. And um, that was my M.O., right? Because mm-hmm. whenever I would get in trouble, if I, I would just shuffle the deck and move around and I would pretend like I was really busy and I was a poser. And so I was just really busy looking busy. And everyone was like, man, he works so hard. And really deep down in my heart, I I was going, I'm a fraud. I'm I'm a little bit of a fraud because I'm just moving the chess pieces around. And then I'm doing the, oh shucks, it's a tough world out there. It's really hard, and you know, and yeah. And it was like, boom. John Hess, who's a good buddy of ours, John Hess said – Hey, uh, someone tried to give you a, 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 a signal that the world isn't all about just you. Right. And you didn't get it. <laughs> so they turned it up a couple notches. And that was the truth. And yeah. so all i, I of a played sudden, with John a yeah, Southeast graduate. Yeah. And so I have four kids under the age of two, a failing business, and my wife just quit her job. And so it was time, and, and Lisa was the impetus behind it. And, you know, we would fight, we'd argue, you know, it would be like, you know, did you make the coffee this morning? Yes, I made the coffee. I always make the coffee. What's wrong with the coffee? <laughs> and and
0: it, hey, we can't relate. And, yeah. and, yeah. and, and
2: yeah, you know what? Right. Finally, Lisa just said, we, we went back and forth and back and forth, and Lisa finally said, well, you know, want to know what? Someone has to be the adults here. Like, the, we have four kids that didn't ask to be here. Right. So who's going to step up? And, mm. and I, I'm guessing it should be us. <laughs> and if you don't want to do that, then They'll I'm, find something I'm, else different I'm going that. to. Yeah. Yeah. And so what we call it is no BCD, no blaming, no complaining, and no deflecting our behavior. One of the greatest things ever. And yeah. so we've, you know, I mean, I, I coach Vinny's second-grade basketball team. You know what they say? No BCD, no blaming. And here's the thing about BCD. You're usually right. I mean, it's – like, it wasn't my fault we got fired from our biggest customer. That wasn't my fault. But what was I gonna do about it? I had four kids under the age of, it wasn't I could complain all I want that Lisa was quitting her job. We needed someone to take care of our four kids. And so I so when so fast forward I'm fifty years old, you know, Dom's seventeen, uh makes all state, West Side, wins a state championship, Carly's on show choir, uh you know, captain of the cheerleading team. Everyone just goes. Well, what was the what was the turning point? And I'm like, right there. Mm. I stopped complaining. Right. I stopped hmm. blaming and complaining but, about how bad I had it. It was like so, I was making a list of like how how bad my life could be, or it's someone else's problem, right? Yeah, mm. it, it, I deflect. Mm. I'll just I'll just. Isn't there a, isn't there a Nebraska baseball tournament I can fly down to and and <laughs> and go get drunk down in Austin for a weekend? And just avoid all this right. and then come home and be like, well, not my, not my problem. You fold the towels. <laughs> right. Mm. And so the minute I stopped blaming, complaining and deflecting um, was probably um, the, the pivot point. Right. And so we talked about working hard. Then I started figuring out, you know what? You can work smarter right cuz i i would grind I, I you know and i pushed through for a couple of years you know we went from 600,000 in rev to man i could get it to like 3.1 million and i did everything and man i was a hero i loved myself right mm. and at that moment in time i stopped blaming complaining and deflecting but what started happening was i started thinking this is all about me right i'm really good look at me today <laughs> yeah I hey Hey, after I get done with my three favorite stories about me, what's your favorite one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you help, you feed back to me and tell me which one you like the best. Yeah. And, and so but so you can work really hard, right? And I always say this. If you want to go fast, go alone, right? Because you can, you can grind. You guys have been there. You yeah. guys have done that. Uh, I had to grind, and I'm not saying that wasn't important. But if you want to go far, you got to go together. Right, and so all of a sudden I started saying, "I need to, I need to work smarter." Right, and that smarter piece was taking an inventory of, this might not just be because I'm so great, right, right, and uh, and so I I joined an uh, entrepreneurs organization, EO Nebraska, and the funny thing about it is it's 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 an organization that about young leading entrepreneurs and the 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 joke was the irony was I wasn't leading anyone Mm -hmm. I was just working really hard and and then filling my bucket full Mm -hmm. I I had stopped blaming and complaining but I was filling my own bucket and saying look how good I am look how good I am and then I had to so I, I joined a group of men right a group of men in my forum who would speak truth with love yeah Yeah. and and once I got to that place and and people were um, they were gentle you know I mean I think life the lessons weren't like a sledgehammer they were more like with a feather Um, and that's probably what I needed at the time but I was trying to learn how to be a father and guess what there's there's not a lot of books that tell you (laughs) here's here's what you should do to be a father and so I decided I could work really hard, but I want to go far. And then, so I learned the no blaming and complaining. And so when I started to think about working smarter, I said, let's be strategic. How can we be strategic? And that's where we get, what is. how can we reverse engineer this? What's the outcome that I want? I mean, do I, do I want to be a dad who uh, is not present? You know, because I'm so busy working, and I'm grinding and I'm killing it and then loving myself for it? Or do I wanna do both? Do I wanna do I wanna build an organization and, and lead and get an intentional outcome that I can spend good time with my family as well? And so that's where E plus R equals O, I started learning about that. And then that's when the strategic leadership part of my business came in. Let's talk a little bit about E plus R
0: equals O because that that's something else. Like you're we're listening and of course we're motivated, right? Yeah. I was joking early on in the podcast where I said I, I end up feeling one of two ways after talking to you. Right. Yeah. And we talk I mean, we go some we go some tough places. And so there's two things that seem to be a reoccurring theme with Sauter and I on these shows. Taking self inventory and failure and it? failure. Yeah. Right. How did you reconcile those two things to continue to flourish without
2: wallowing in where you were? Um, yeah, I think, you want to know, you wanna know um, I think I had that safe place to land, right? So I had people who I knew were rooting for me, right? They were okay. for me, okay. right? So my family was for me. My wife was for me. My forum, my EO Nebraska forum was for me. And so I could try on a lot of different things and say, how does that fit? Does, what does that look like? Um, is, is this really me? And um, I had to get over myself. And so now, what does that mean?
0: Well, because <laughs> well, some of uh, there's a lot so, of us that probably need to do this. So, what what well, does that look like? Probably
2: talking to two guys. <laughs> <that> might, <laughs> well, I, I would say um, I had some functional humility. Right, so I mean, I, I, Failing. I, I used mm-hmm. to go through life and and figure something out, and um, I used to say, "Oh my God, look at that!" I I knew the Klusendorfs over there, and I got that account, and then I, I, uh, I sweet talked them into giving me the other account, and then you know what? I'm so good that I you know stopped off at this office on the way home, and I I knocked that one out too. I'll see you later. I'm meeting my guys for happy hour. Right. Uh, so everything was about me and, and it was about me. And so to get over myself, I think someone gave me the analogy. They said, why don't you try window and mirror maturity? And I said, mm-mm. yeah, tell me more. And they said, well, when something goes really well, why don't you look out the window and see all the great things that happened because of that and all the people that were out there helping And then when something goes bad, why don't you have mirror maturity and look in the mirror and say, what can I own? And if you want to do that, people will follow you. And so that's where I started thinking, how do I work smarter? Well, I need to have a mission. And our mission, you know, so when we started doing it at KB, we built this mission, which was serve others exceptionally well. And it was beautiful because... With that being the filter, I allowed people to challenge me when I was serving myself exceptionally well, and they did it. Mm. They would say, help me understand how this serves our team exceptionally well because it feels like it serves you exceptionally well because this is a really big account, and it makes a lot of money, and they're not good partners. It
0: seems like, yeah. though, you're, ta- you're still taking self-inventory on the fly. Why do men inherently, why are we afraid to surround ourselves with people that are smarter than us, at least perception-wise, or can challenge us to be better? Why is that so foreign to us?
2: Mm, I, well, I think, um, it's, I think feeling your feelings is brand new for men. Right, so think about my dad. What, what or my yeah. right? So my dad wasn't even in the hospital room when I was born. Right, he wasn't allowed that. Right, and, and when I talk to my dad about this, I do a one-on-one trip with my dad every year, and it's beautiful. He cries every year, and he hugs. Still, me. Yeah. yeah, and he hugs me, and he, and he loves me, and he and he says, you know, he, he tells stories about when he grew up. But he, he said, I hugged my dad when I graduated from college, 1969. And he's like, he was stiff as a board because men are, were only allowed. And even today it's hard because men are allowed to be angry. That's it. Right. Dad can be angry. But <laughs> hey, hey, you better pick up before dad gets home. Hey, you better get that done before dad finds out. Hey, if I have to tell your dad, men can be angry. They can't be scared. Mm. And guess what? When I had four kids under the age of two and my business was losing $15,000 a month, and my wife announces she's quitting her $10,000 a month job. I was scared. I was scared. And I didn't know what to do. And I wanted to cry. And that's not that's not normal for men to be able to feel their feelings.
0: Was that? Is there any similarities? Because I'm talking to you when you're leaving the World Herald. <laughs> right. No, let's go back to, it's, it, Nebraska, like, to your I original. Like so, I'm just I do, right too. Right it's crazy how he does that, right? It's yeah. like he like, gets yo. it. You're like, okay, who told? <laughs> yeah. Who told? I'm in trouble. <laughs> All right, man, this guy's got my phone tapped. Yeah. He's what. <laughs> Go ahead. are there not some eerie similarities oh, yeah. to when you left and I remember you told me you said hey you know what I'm gonna be all right yeah. I, I'm gonna make a way I'm gonna I'm gonna be all right and I said I remember hanging up the phone with him and I go there's no way this guy's not hurt yeah is that from is he telling me that because he's trying to convince himself or is he telling me that because he really you really felt like you were going to be okay no, but yeah. there are some weird yeah. like, there are some weird similarities in there, right
1: yeah oh yeah like i mean i was i was uh i just knew i was going to be okay like honestly i did because i knew i had like business partners and and people that, that cared support, about you ca- cared about the mission That's, it's hard for me right? though yeah? i'm telling like, you and i was i mean i opened up like, I really did. I, I opened up to friends. I yeah. opened up to you. Yeah. I opened up, DJ, I opened up to you. Right. I mean, I opened it all up. And that was, I'd never have taken self inventory like that before. Like, I, I never have. I was always like, look at me. I did this. I've done this. I've done that. Look, I'm this sure. guy. Like, I did this. I got this done. I got, did this. Even when I was selling stuff, I'm like, I did that.
2: Yeah. And, like,
0: and I'm not that masculine toxicity I, guy, right? That I, right. I, you know, I'm not like the 2021, th- this this guy that feels like you can't be in your feelings. But I remember a couple of times over the last couple of years, mm. there's been some tears shed oh, in yeah. some intense conversations yeah. between you and I. You, DJ, um, we have these conversations where I'm confiding in you and I'm disappointed in these guys that are supposed to be my friends and yeah. and you're going through your deal and I, right. I ask you some hard questions i was like well listen if they're going to receive it like this like well, where was your heart like where was your yeah. intent and you do these awkward pauses and you're like <laughs> i say all that to say the magic is in the emotion why do why do we cap that because when it hurts, it hurts, and it's like. Yeah, safe place to land. I hey, think. man, I don't so, want to feel like that again. Right, yeah. so
2: safe place to land. I think what I heard you say is I had a safe place to land, mm-hmm. right? And so I always think about um, as I go through the, like, life's journeys, are, are, am I going to hand you my vulnerability, and are you going to put them like bullets in a gun and use them against me? Mm. Boom then I ain't ever going back yeah, there. That's the You're great couple struggle, be, right? right? Now, I if I tell you, there, right? I don't want to hear about this yeah. again in two years. Well, and right. so I always say forgiveness. You know what I'm good at? Uh, forgiveness. I like to give forgiveness. As long as I can pull it back out when I need it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like a sword behind my back. Yeah. I forgive you until then. Until I don't like you. But then so going. but yeah. so that's the place, right? So when we – and so what I always talk about, so as we fast forward to my leadership company, so the Time for Two Coaching what we got really intentional is, so you can work hard, right? You can grind. You can work smart. You need an intentional plan. But how do we do it together? Maybe. And so guess what? Together we talk about you have to build trust, right? right? And there's three components to building trust. Character. What will I stamp or engrave on my heart? What's my, value? What's my core values? How do you know that I'm going to show up like that every single time? Because I stamp or engrave it on my heart. Character. That's a Greek word. That's what it means, stamp or engrave on your heart. And then competence. Can I help you? That's it. Just can I help you get your job done? If you help someone get their job done, that builds trust. That's it, plain and simple. You're a coach? Help me shoot better. You're an uh, uh, your, uh, assistant coach? Help me figure out how to figure out max prep stats. Whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, just yeah. help me get my job done. Right? more people if you get my job, If you help me get my job done, I'll trust you. And then the final piece is connection, which I think is what you're alluding to. And men don't know how to connect because no one's ever taught them before or no one talks about it. But connection is care deeply, listen carefully, communicate effectively, and then adjust accordingly.
0: Uh, One more time for those that are listening, because you and I really vibe on this right here.
2: Yeah, care, like, listen, care deeply. First of all, if I don't care about you, I'm not going to listen to you. Right, right. And so if I'm going to build trust with you, I got to care deeply and then I got to listen carefully. I got to listen to what's said and what's not said. I mean, I think that's where you, uh, you said, tell me this or this, I'll know where your heart is. And I was like, (laughs) I can lie to him because you know, I can bluff. Yeah. And then I'm like, no way he'd know because you care deeply and you listen carefully and you were hearing what was not being said And I had to be like, no, this is my insecurity. I couldn't even
0: believe you. So, you're talking about a side conversation we had a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I remember, I remember leaving you and I'm like, I can't believe you just told me after all of that that you got to be better. That wasn't the gist of the call. I think I was complaining about how I felt I was being treated by friends of mine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm like, can you believe we're supposed to be X, Y, and we're processing? And I'm like, how is this guy not afraid to be? I I think hurt is the word. I associate that sometimes with taking self-inventory because it can cut you. I think it's authentic. That's one of your best words you use. And I still don't have a great idea of what it is until I read what you sent me. Via an email. So, for those listening to the podcast, one of your main characteristics for leadership, whether it's the head coach at the University of Nebraska, the head coach at Creighton, uh, the president at, at KB Building Services, the superintendent of Grand Island School Public Schools, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what? funny. I say that. Let's not go there. Wow. <laughs> okay, we won't. We won't <laughs> oh, go there. Wow.
2: What is it? What is being authentic mean?
0: Because uh, it's relative.
2: So, but it's not. Yeah. Well. I think, so for me, what it, what it means is um, I don't have to please, perform, or perfect for you. That, that's, that's the simple form.
0: The three P's. I don't have mm. to
2: please perform. Like, I, I want you guys to think I'm smart, right? So mm. what if I whip up a bunch of, like, good stuff to say, <laughs> right? right? But if I'm doing that, if I'm, like, pre-recording in my head what I'm going to say, I'm trying to please.
0: Yep. I'm
2: trying to perform, mm-hmm. I'm trying to. Prefer, uh, I'm trying to, and guess what? There have been times where the actor who uh, plays the role of DJ Rezac has come down <laughs> and plays, and guess who? Who calls it out every time? Lisa, yeah, because yeah. she knows she hears it in my tone, right? Because she cares deeply, listens carefully, communicates effectively, and then adjusts accordingly. When I talk to my daughter, so to talk more about being authentic. My authentic self is like that. And you know what my daughter says? We we are done talking until you stop yelling. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not yelling. Just laugh. This is not yelling. Are you kidding me? This is the, Mm -hmm. I am so passionate about show choir. And she's like, (laughs) stop. No, you're not. (laughs) She's like, stop yelling. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I got to go meet her where she's at. So I'm, I'm big. She's not. So I got to make myself small, communicate effectively, adjust accordingly, right? With my knucklehead twins, I can, I can say whatever I want, right? I can yell in a gym, knock it off. Mm-hmm. And they know who said it and yeah, what, what uh, they should uh, knock uh, off. Well. You know, that, I, that changes with the audience. And so to be a great leader, if I'm going to be effective in communicating to you, and so I, I always say this, when my parents got divorced, I became a great listener. Because I was paying attention all the time. Because I was saying, oh, my God, they're yelling, they're screaming, she's upset, what do I need to get some peace and quiet around here? And so I'll, I'll pick up. Uh, and so that tends to lead to inauthenticity. Because then I can show up and Cause be. Because you know everything. I can, and be, there, I yeah. can be whoever I, you need yep. me to be. I can read this and be like whoever I need you to be. Now, so when I connect, then I have to be authentic. I have to own my own stuff. I have to be authentic enough to know. Number one, like we might not agree, and can I still be authentic? Can I tell you? I don't know. I don't see it that way. And or will I go in deeper and say, "Help me understand. Show me your perspective. Teach me thirst for learning," right? Because along this journey, we knew that you could work hard. You could work hard. You could work smart. But we want to be, work together. We want to go together. But then even after those three things, I started exploring, wait a minute. What, I wonder what brings more happiness. And so I, you know what I started out? Money, image, and status. Mm-hmm. More money, more image, more status. And now don't be fooled. More money can make you happier. I mean, if I go down and give ten thousand dollars to a homeless guy who lives under a bridge today, he would be happier. So it's a lie. Don't let people say, "Well, no, no amount of money makes you happier." Yes, some. I mean, jet skis are pretty fun. I mean, people are smiling when they hit the dock, even. Right? I mean, right. But but some amount of money, but more money won't make you more happier. Right. And image is okay. You want to have a nice image. You want to. You want to look up, dress up, go up, right? But more of it won't make you happier. And status, we want to know who the best lawyers are, the best doctors, the best, you know, coaches. But more of it won't make you happier. What I found out was thirst for learning, um, serving others, and building relationships. And so we figured out: work smarter, work harder, work together, and then pursue thirst for learning, serving others, and building relationships. And that's where we move towards today and i'm a great dad except for when i'm not (laughs) which means i fall down all the time right right? i'm a great boss except for when i'm not right but like i speak spanish our janitorial company one of the things i realized was thirst for learning would make me happier and serving others and building relationships and as i was growing my company one of the strategic ideas was how do i connect why don't i learn their language the, the majority of my uh, workforce is Hispanic, and when I can speak their language, it'd be like you being in France working in a non, uh, uh you know, uh, like a lower end labor job, and the boss speaking English. You'd be like, I, I, I want to go, I, I want to talk to him. Mm-hmm. I like that guy. Right. right. Um. And so that's how connect, communicate effectively, adjust accordingly. Este es la razón yo puedo hablar español. Yeah, <laughs>
0: you had to learn Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, see. I,
2: right? Thirst yeah. for learning.
1: How do you, the ego part, because this is a personal question, because, yeah. I mean, I
0: they're all personal. Yeah, well, yeah. But, <laughs> hey, tell us more. Yeah. Uh, tell but me I,
1: more. I, So, I mean, for someone that's in the public eye, Damon, you are, yeah. I am. I mean, I, I think we're very much so. I mean, when I walk into a gym – I can feel people looking at me, right, like like, yeah. oh, that's that guy, right, yeah, and Damon, I'm sure you feel that same way too. It's so how do you take that like feeling of, yeah, I'm pretty cool, right, right like i'm you know' it's, I'm pretty cool, people know who I am, sure, right. How do you take that at the same time kind of kick that down and be like,' all right, I'm just another person, um, like I'm just here to do my job versus it, it, like Look at me,
0: yeah. Your self inventory is unbelievable. Real right. time. Now you give a lot of credit to Lisa. You defer and you say, mm-hmm. "Hey, listen," my, but you've had some training too. Is there a way that you can weave in the story of basically firing your mom, taking self inventory <laughs> and and humility, yeah.
2: right? Because I I think that that was key, right? Um yeah I mean, maybe it isn't no I think i'm I'm just trying to like gather um so yeah, it was hard for me. it was hard, so I guess let me take his first, yeah. and then we'll talk more so i I think you have to have a council of dads, a council of men, a council of somebody so, so key who speaks truth with love mm-hmm. right, and so to to tell, tell this story, I had like eight eight guys that I would meet with on a monthly basis and, um, and, and but at the same time we, we want to celebrate our wins, right? right? Um, it's, and it's a hard place to go. Um, it's a, it's, it's a hard place to go because if I go and tell someone I made a hundred thousand dollars on this real estate deal, if I, if I tell my grade school friends, i they're never buying pizza. Again. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? They, <laughs> they they think, "Oh my god, you got it now." They're yeah. like, "Hey, yeah. hey yeah. uh, I invited six more guys to dinner. Hey, <laughs> you pick up the tab?" Yeah, Right? Don't you remember that deal you made? And right. so, I needed a place where that was neither given more credit or, or less. less. Yeah. And that when I would share my vulnerabilities, they would they would root for me. And, and so when I went through my situation with my mom who had started our company, who I had bought it for, I love my mom. Mm -hmm. Right. My mom is one of my, I mean, biggest fans. I'm, I love her. Right. And, but at work together, we just couldn't make it work. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's not all on her. I, when I started, guess what? I would tell this. I was like the first one to the courthouse to tell the story. It was all about her. Look what she did. Look what she did. Look what she did. Aren't I right? Validate Mm. me. And so, and so, what I had to learn was number one, number two, I could separate that. I could still love my mom and not work together with her. And so, the way we parted ways was she was going to finish out the year, we were going to finish out the buyout, and she was going to just go live professionally somewhere else other than my domain because i i couldn't i probably wasn't emotionally mature enough to handle it right right and i wanted still i still wanted her to be my mom mm-hmm. right i did not want to end up sometimes i would go to christmas and lisa would be like i don't think there's i don't think everyone's happy with you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i was like huh what what do you mean <laughs> why not and, what, and so so, uh, so i had to own that part of of me and so i think um Getting in the room and like literally being like, well, which, like, what's your judgment? Well, my judgment is this. Well, what's that judgment say about you? And I'm like, says that I'm great, Mm. right? Says I know what I'm doing, says I'm a leader, right? Says this is what leaders do. And they're like, okay, do you want to explore that a little bit? And I would have to work on that and I would have to like, come to that moment to be like, what's my part in this? If it takes two to tango, what was my part? And once I started recognizing that, I started being a better husband. I, right? Because yeah. the way I used yeah. to go about was just do it the way I said. Because I, I have a pretty yeah. good track record. It, it goes really well. <laughs> and then hop on board. And, and, and then if anyone challenged me, I went to the scoreboard. Well, did you open a pizza place when you were twenty two? And right, and then my wife had to remind me you weren't that great. Always at the pizza place, were you? And I was like, oh no. But the story I like to portray was I just opened up and it, I just was successful. It worked, yeah. And so, to answer your question, I think number one, I, I needed a council of people that spoke truth with love. Mm-hmm. I also needed to um i that needed to be a feather sometimes instead of a sledgehammer I, I think life gave me a couple sledgehammers right, and uh those are always harder to deal with i and then but I would always say this too, and going back to my mom, anytime I protest too much and want to sell you on my idea, it's time to look under the covers mm. there might be something going on like. Personal, personally like, driven. Like just, you know, like when someone tells me I have, uh, you know, green horns, I just go, okay, cool, see you later. And I walk by because I don't have green horns. <laughs> but if someone says you're a little arrogant and uh, sometimes your self-confidence is a little stifling, and I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Do you Should we show you how much I've served the community? <laughs> ah, guess what? It's that, time to go back to window yeah. mirror maturity. And then I'm like, oh, wow. I, and then, and, But then here's the deal. I can accept myself for being that because I'm authentic. Mm. I'm not going to be perfect. And, and, and to find, to, I don't know where we're at at time. Right, but, I
0: got one more question, but, unless you do. But no.
2: we're, we're absolutely here to love and be loved, right? And so, mm. number one, I have to love myself. Mm. Flaws and all. Like even, even with all the bad stuff and I can try and get better, but I have to still love myself. Right. If I don't you're, love, you're I,
0: talking about that agape love, the unconditional, right. I just love myself. You're not talking about like the, 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 the filet or, or, right. or, or of course not eros, but like you're talking about no conditions. I am who I am in all my glory. Here we go.
2: Yeah. And I just love myself. And you know what? Like, That's why we're here, and if I'm supposed to be loved, number one, I gotta let people love me. So I gotta let them in. I gotta be vulnerable. I gotta show you my warts. That's tough. Because you know what? Because guess what? Guess the shame. Shame grows through silence, secrecy, and judgment. Right. So I'm silent.
0: I'm secret,
2: and I judge myself (laughs) because what I really say is, "Oh my God, you guys really, you guys wouldn't really love me if you knew that you know." Uh, this morning, I, you know, I didn't even go to work. <laughs> you guys wouldn't think I was a great leader, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I had, I didn't, I haven't been to the office yet. It's noon. I'm just, I need to, I should go do some work. Yeah. Right. But if, but so what do I want to project? Is that shame? I judge myself. No. Uh, so I can't, I have to let you guys love me and be like, yeah, sometimes he's lazy. Sometimes he doesn't do his job. Sometimes he's loud. Sometimes he's boisterous. And we know that he's got a good heart because he's cultivating that love and being loved. And so love and being loved, which is why we give back to so many athletic teams, um, whether it's, and females are different than the male teams, but the males, we can really capture um, their masculine heart. And, And so to go to your, way back to your question, why don't men... Uh it's hard because we have a battle to fight, a journey to go on, and a love to protect. That's forward. kind of the
0: essence of who we are. Yeah. Right?
2: And so when we go to fight a battle and we're gonna battle we're going to battle together, right? Think William Wallace, Braveheart. Yeah, I got some butterflies in my stomach. No, I'm not really sure. Right? That's not a safe place yeah. to go. A lot of times, and that might not be the time, like right before battle, but what, what do we do? We put on our armor, fake, fake self, but I think the teams that get authentic and they love each other are able to see each other's hearts, and then they pick each other up. And so talk about West Side football. I got your six. That's big. You can fall down. You can ask for help. You can look to a warrior brother and say, I need help. That's, that's acceptable, and we talk about it. And if we don't talk about it and model it as leaders, they won't ever learn it. And so I think men don't learn it that way.
0: Before we let you go, this one question we asked Deputy Chief Ken Kanger, and it's different because it's life and death, but it's not different because it's father-kids, equally important relationships. I said, how do you make yourself vulnerable and have people still respect and protect the badge? In the same vein, I say to you, How do you make yourself vulnerable, be authentic with your kids, and not give up authority or the ability to rear and respect the way that a a man would want to run his household? Because there's a little bit of a – it's not a game. Yeah. But it it probably somewhere goes back to the authenticity and the love part.
2: But what does it look like practically? Yeah, so – we lost uh, a big account one time and we have family meetings. We have family meetings on Sundays and we talk about highs and lows. And um, I remember this moment where I told, I told our kids they were, you know, Dominic was, I think eight, and Tom and Carly were eight. Anthony and Teddy were six. And Vinny was um, not here yet. And uh, I said, I just lost a million dollar account or I just lost info. U- I got fired from info USA and Dom was like, how much money is that? And I said, a million dollars a year. And Lisa looked at me like, what, what? why are, <laughs> are you, we, why are you freaking these people out? Yeah, And they looked at me and they were like, wow. And they were like, what happened? And I went through and I said, this is what happened. And this is what happened. And then by the end of it, you know what? You know what they said, all four of my kids at the time? That's all right, Dad. They don't know what they lost. You, you're you better than the You go get them. And you know what I felt? More powerful. Yeah. I went from feeling sad to feeling like I, I'm going to go be the best janitorial company in Omaha. And so what I learned was by being vulnerable, it lets people in. It sees you authentically. But it didn't have to define me, Right. And so I think with – That's probably the key. I think with kids, I have authority. I get to decide when Dom comes home and when he doesn't. Right? I get a, me and Lisa get a set. It's like a coach. I get to decide when practice is. I get to decide when it ends. I have authority. I get to decide what offense we run. I get to decide what defense. Uh, just like me and Lisa, I get to decide what's for dinner, what's this. Now, what I have to do is be vulnerable and fight for influence. Because who influences my kids? Instagram, Twitter, yeah. their friends, you know, their buddies, um, teachers, mentors. I'm fighting for influence, and so when I share, so when I open up and am vulnerable, guess what they do? They invite me in, right? So we're getting we're parasailing at some resort, right? Um, Dom's fourteen years old, and me and him are going. And he looks at me and he says, can I, can I tell you what I'm feeling right now? And I look and I said, what do you mean? And he goes, I'm going to use a cuss word. <laughs> and I, <laughs> and, and I said, yes. And he did. And I said to myself, what did he just do? He just said, can I invite you in right. and show you who I am as a person? Mm-hmm. And why did he do that? Because. I've done this. I've modeled it. Right. Right. And Lisa's modeled it. And so I believe that like it's, you know, I don't, I don't think, you know, we have to freak people out all the time, you know, but there's a, there's an appropriate amount of vulnerability that, you know, but when kids, kids will tell if you're full of it. If I'm lying to manipulate or to do whatever, they'll know kids kids can tell and so I think um, the best teams that I've been a part of um, is is when I they invite me in I'm vulnerable I share because I talk about drugs sex weed all the time with every team and I say I use alcohol it's fun but you're not emotionally and physically mature enough to use it that's why I don't want you to drink when you're 17 and 18 mm-hmm. and high school kids are like Thank you. At least he told us it was fun. It seems like it's fun when I see all the adults doing it. Right? And I say, Yeah, it is. Yeah. You watch it. Yeah. And when you're more emotionally mature, you'll be able to do that too. And but that's real. That's authentic. But being vulnerable. So that Yeah. 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 Uh, listen, I I
0: we said it was gonna happen. You're gonna have to probably we just opened the door and just there let is. him walk in, man. If if you're not feeling at least somewhat, don't be disappointed. Be inspired, right? right. Because th- the blueprint is out there. That's DJ Rezac. He's got a couple of fantastic business ventures with KB Building Services and your leadership, your coaching, your life. Time for two coaching. Time for two which coaching. Which means
2: you have time for both. Right. I would run into people and they'd go, and I coach entrepreneurs, a lot of dads, and I, and I, I brought some stuff for you guys. But um dads would be like, Well, I'm really too busy. I, I'm too right. busy. I'm busy building this empire. Or then I'd see the reverse. Well, I love my kids too much. That's why I'm not really successful at work. And I'm like, you can have time for two. You have to be intentional about it. And you can lead. And you can fail. Because guess what? I still fail. All the go ask my, go ask uh go ask people that i coach they're like "Eh, yeah he wasn't that great that time (laughs) and then i have to own it because i'm like oh my god that's my insecurities because i want to win and i want to i want to win my way Mm -hmm. and so then i push my agenda and that never works Mm. that's hard that's hard lesson age 50 i just learning it
0: I, think, I feel like we've spoken into existence. You'd you, you listen to this and, and feel like one of two things. You either need to be better. Or you want to spend more time yes. with them. Uh, the pod drops Thursday. Make sure you're a part of it. We appreciate your time, DJ. We appreciate Mike Sauter, Uh Sasha back there just making the magic happen. It's playing it forward. Make sure you get a download however you get your music. Apple, Spotify, whatever you do.
1: Whatever that. Um, Just, Samsung thing is that you what, hey, well, Yeah, or?
0: whatever, Mr. Apple, or whatever it is that you do. <laughs> Be a part of what we got going. We'll catch you next week on Playing It Forward.
1: A Huda Media Production.